Hello, and welcome to I'm your host, Sebastian, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Roman, and we're going to talk about the Euro 2020 round of 16. I was about to say Euro 2016, but let's dive straight into it with the first match, Denmark versus Wales. Welcome to Euros, 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 Euros. Okay, this was a roller coaster of a match because the Welsh players were splattered 4-0 by the Danish team. So Denmark have had a rough tournament, obviously starting with Christian Eriksen and losing their first two games, but then came back straight by beating the Russians 4-1 in the last game, jetting them through in the second position to the round of 16. Their lineup has been good. They played with a 3-4-2-1 or basically a 3-4-3 with uh, three solid centre-backs in Yannick Vestergaard, Simon Kier and Andreas Christensen having two wing-backs in Joachim Mehler and uh, Larsen with the two holding midfielders in Thomas Delaney and Pierre-Emile Hoiberg the two wingers or two strikers wingers um, in Mikael Damsgaard and Martin Braithwaite. So, two goals came from Kasper Dolberg in the 27th and 48th minute, and in the last, from the 88th minute to basically the 95th minute, was basically a roller coaster, as I've said before. In the 88th minute uh, was a goal by Joaquin Merler. In the 90th, there was a red card for Harry Wilson, which I'm not sure was actually a red card, but in the 94th minute was a tough VAR decision which led to Martin Braithwaite getting his goal. So I think this is tough on the Welsh players. They didn't play well. They didn't play well. If you'd seen Gareth Bale at the end, he just left after uh, um, after the interview. Didn't even No, he didn't do the interview. They asked him one, a stupid question, then he just left. Uh, three yellow cards for them, including one for Gareth Bale. I thought uh, having that having that bit of pace and creativity from Aaron Ramsey and having goals coming from Kiefer Moore and Gareth Bale and even da- Daniel James with his skills in techers on the left side getting in those crosses to Kiefer Moore I thought they'd be more productive Joe Allen and Joe Morrell I think they played an okay game it wasn't amazing but I think that they might have been the standouts for Wales as their attack wasn't prominent. Their defence wasn't amazing. Uh, their centre-backs aren't the best in Joe Rodon and Chris Mepham. But they got, they scored four goals past them. And Danny Ward, a little tough on him. But fair play to the Danes. I'm not sure who they're playing in the next one. But let's go straight on to the next match. Okay. Let's go straight into the next match, Italy versus Austria. So, it ended up in a 2-1 win to, to Italy. All the goals coming in extra time, not going to penalties. I think that the Italians played well. Uh, they had fresh legs in, the, in extra time. Um, and Austria, they also played well, but they, were, they weren't as good as the Italians. 
the Italians played their, I guess, iconic 4-3-3 formation. I thought they were going to play kind of a 3-4-3, playing either Toloi or Di Lorenzo in that kind of attacking right midfield role, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and Spinozola in the other wing-back role, and not playing Nicolo Barella in a right centre mid position. But in the end, they got the win, even though they were down um, with... Giorgio Chiellini being in the stands and they had to play Francesco Acerbi but their front three uh, got switched and I think that that's what changed the game Berardi, Immobile and Insigne haven't really gone up to the heights that they played in in those first games but, uh, but um, Bellotti, Pessina, Chiesa, Locatelli and Cristante they inevitably changed the game. Those fresh legs is what the Italians needed, with two go- both of Italy's goals coming from the players on the bench. Two wonderful goals. Chiesa's, I think he put he uh, caught it on the right leg and then smashed it with the left. Uh, what a goal! But the Austrians, fair play to them. They held on to the dark horses and slash favorites. Arnautovic, they missed him. I think he got an offside goal at the start, but they had missed him in the in the game that he was banned. Um, Sabitzer, I I just need to ask a question. I don't know why Marcel Sabitzer is number nine for the country, but uh, I could also ask that about how Ivan Perisic is four. I don't know why, but I'm just gonna stick with it. I I like their back. I like Austria's back four. It wasn't their fault. They needed fresh legs. Stefan Leiner got subbed, and David Alaba, Martin Hinteregger, and Alexander Dragovic, I think they played a good game, even though I think two of them got yellow cards. They still played a good game. And also, I think that Louis Schaub, Alessandro Schaub, and Sasa Kalacic, they played well when they came on. Uh, in the 114th minute, Sasa Kalacic got the goal and Louis Schaub and Schaub I think I think Schaub Schaub had it was an offside goal or it was really close uh, I, I can't really remember but yes so I think Italy are going to go out against Belgium in the quarters but that's just me I think Belgium just have a stronger squad but I think that they need to they need to play um, players like Bernard Deschke I think they'd be better in a 4-2-3-1 role with Insigne as a centre-forward. You're playing uh, Verratti and Jorginho in those holding roles and you have Bernard Deschke in that attacking midfield role. Or you could pick Chiesa there. I don't know uh, about that, but they have options at the back and they have options in the centre of the park. So I think they have a well-rounded squad and that they can go far in this tournament. So let's go straight on to the next match, which was Netherlands versus the Czech Republic. Um, so the next match was Netherlands versus the Czech Republic. I think that this was a good match. The Dutch, they were definitely on the low side. They didn't have a shot on target. They didn't have good pa- pass accuracy, and they obviously got a red card. And that changed the match. Matthijs de Ligt 
getting that red card that was a real blow to the Dutch side I think they could have held on to extra time if he was still there they might have even gotten a goal I think that they they've been playing wonderfully in the tournament but their their group was obviously so bad in Ukraine Austria and North Macedonia but Ukraine have done better than them so I can't really say anything but a goal by the man the money maker the Patrick Schick I think that him uh, no he scored and Thomas Hollis um, also scored for them I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that right but um, I I know some of their players I think that the way that they played with that holding midfielder and obviously Thomas Suchek and I believe Barak they're more attacking midfielders and Thomas Suchek is known for getting goals from that attacking kind of holding midfield position so I think that it was a good decision to put him forward and Sufal and Kadbarek I think they were also playing a little higher while Masopus and uh, Sepchik were playing as like kind of inverted wingers but it was a good game by both sides until this it was a good first half I'm going to say for the Netherlands but I don't know if they should have played like this I think Frank de Boer, he's not a good manager, he's not an amazing manager, but he should have played a more uh, reverted role. I think that he should have started Quinty Promise, and maybe you needed some uh, attacking promise, um, get it, promise, promise, from uh, Ruud Verkhorst. Also, maybe it wouldn't have hurt to put Davy Klaassen instead of Martin Darun, but I still think this was harsh on them. Marlon had, uh, I think, two chances, two open clear chances. Not, it, it kind of sitters. He should have scored. One, uh, he got past uh, at, like three defenders. If he had chipped it or gone round the keeper, he would have scored. Netherlands would have been, uh, would have, could have put the game to bed. But Dumfries got a yellow card. De Jong got a yellow card, and overall wasn't an amazing fo- uh, performance by the Netherlands. I expected more from them. I really doubted the Czech Republic. Um, I'm not sure who they're playing against next. I think I think they're playing against Denmark. I think I'm gonna root for Denmark in that match uh, because, and I think they're gonna win. But good good performance by Patrick Schick um, and good performance overall for the Czech Republic. On to the next match of Belgium versus Portugal. So I thought this was a good match. I, well, I didn't think it was a, a particularly great match. Well, I learned a surprising fact that Alderweireld, Vermaelen and Vertonghen combined, they are 100 years old. They managed to get two yellow cards out of the three. But Belgium of, uh, inevitably got the dub. I think that they both played a good game. Portugal just won lucky with the goal. Thorgan Hazard, he just found the space and he knocked it. Rui Patricio wasn't ready for it. And uh, the defenders didn't close him down quick enough but I th- I still think that they played a good game I, th- I was let down by the Bernardo and uh, Diego Jota I think that they did not play an amazing game and maybe next time Fernando Santos he should have started uh, Bruno Fernandes and uh, João Felix I also think that the Belgian played a good game Lukaku, I think he should have gotten a goal. I think there was one chance, but I forgot the chance. I think that um, they they might have to revert to a more um, to a more defend defensive side 
against Italy because they because Italy have a very um, attacking uh, side. I think that Italy will, are going to be on the front foot. But uh, I'm, uh, I'll give a clap to Cristiano Ronaldo because I think this is going to be his last Euros. I think he's going to be like 39 and a half, 40 by the next Euros, and I think this is going to be his last Euros. And I think his first Euros was 2004, where he got to the final. So I think this is now going to be his fifth Euro. So well done to him. I think João Palinha, he was uh, kind of pivotal to their side, even though he got taken off. Renato Sanchez didn't see enough of him. The wing backs didn't play well, but um, Belgium were the better side. So let's quickly go on to the next game of Croatia versus Spain. What a match! That those those were, that was the best. Um, those were the best seven hours of the Euros currently uh, in the two matches that went on that day. In normal time, it was three three. Um, it started with a horror by Unai Simon. Uh, which uh, went down as a Pedrion goal. Then the Span the Spaniards scored twice uh, after. No, they scored thrice, and it was three one in the seventy seventh minute. They were it was all calm. Eighty fifth minute to ninety second, two goals by the Croats. Uh, a goal by Mislav Orsic and uh, Mario Pasalic, uh, former Chelsea player, and then. In extra time, extra time, within three minutes in the first half of extra time, Morata and Mikel Oyethabal put it to bed. Even though Dani Almo could have scored, he didn't. And but I think uh, Spain dominated the match. They had probably twice the amount of chances that Croatia had. Probably uh, had twice the amount of possession as well. And I think that they were obviously the better side. And I like the way they played 4-3-3. Uh, Sarabia, Morata and Ferran Torres. I don't know if Morata is going to be as... Even though he scored two goals, he's missed a penalty and he's not been doing amazingly. I think they might start Gerard Moreno against... Is it Switzerland? I also think that that midfield could be changed up. Sergio Busquets, I don't know if he'll be able to... Uh, if he's good enough right now. Uh, he, I think he's, he, he got an injury in uh, last season. On Koke, maybe he could have scored, had didn't play an amazing game. I think Dani Olmo uh, should start. Maybe he should play Thiago Alcantara as well. And Pau Torres, um, I think he should play instead of Eric Garcia. But overall, it was a good match by the Spaniards. And even though um, the Croats played a good game, um, Vlasic and Petkovic was at the right de decision. I, th I personally think that they should have started Brocalo and Kramaric, but obviously I'm not the manager. And that midfield three didn't produce as much. Modric, I think that his last good game was a Scottish match uh, with that amazing colour that put David Marshall to bed. Really to bed. But um, let's go on to the next match, which was, I think, the best match this Euros and one of the best uh, match matches in the Euros ever. Switzerland versus France, three, three, five, four on penalties, two, Swiss, two, the Swiss. It started off as a Swiss-dominated game, even though uh, France had more shots, they had more possession. Rodrigo's Ricardo Rodriguez 
should have put the game to bed without penalty. But then Benzema took advantage of that. Uh, Harris Severovic, he scored in, I think, the 20th, 15th minute. Then Ricardo Rodriguez missed a penalty, which arguably might not have been a penalty. Um, or might have, uh, That was a little complicated. But two goals by Benzema in two minutes, and he was in my fantasy squad. But what an amazing match by him. I think that he played well. Two goals. France should have won that match. They shouldn't have let... Um, uh, like the other Croatian game, in seven minutes, everything went down. Pogba scored an absolute beauty, and then he didn't even celebrate. Uh, it was 3-1 to them. Then, in the uh, six minutes after Pogba scored, Harris Severovic getting a late um, consolation, everybody thought. Then, the French, they were celebrating. Gavranovic, Mario Gavranovic, in the 90th minute, putting it to extra time. Nothing really happening extra time. Amazing penalties by everybody. Surprisingly, uh, Akanji and uh, Kimpembe scored their penalties. But um, I thought uh, Kimpembe was going to miss. But um, Kylian Mbappe misses penalty. That's really going to damage his confidence. But um, it was an amazing penalty. But Jan Sommer, what, what, a, what a guy. What a summer. Everybody was sh- uh, shouting his name. What a, um, a save by him. He wasn't going in the right direction. He was going to the bottom corner. Mbappe was trying to slot it kind of in the top corner uh, area. Just put his hand up. Reminds me of Akinfeyev against Spain. But uh, against Iago Aspas. But what a game by both of them. Granit Xhaka got man of the match. I think that he played a good game. Zuber also got an assist. And Seferovic obviously scoring two goals. I don't know what the uh, French were playing. I think it was a was it a three five two? Uh, could, they could have just played back. Uh, they were playing Griezmann in kind of a camish position, playing Kante in obviously a defensive role. I don't think this was too bad, but I think they could have. I think they should have started Coman. He he made a dramatic. Um, he he changed the game for them. Even though he didn't score, he didn't score. He had he he did some good crosses. He had some good chances. They should have started him. I don't know why they were playing Rabio in such a wide role, even though he's a centre mid. Griezmann, I think um, they should play him up front. But obviously, I think that Ruben Vargas and Kevin Mbappu uh, played a good game. I was just thinking about Ben Burton, how he, was, he, how he went to Chile. And Ruben Vargas was at, um, which sounds like a Chilean name. I think there was a Vargas. There was a good Vargas at, in, in, Chile, in the Chilean squad in one of the Copa Americas. But... Um, I think that they played a good match. Substitutions again, changing the game. Mehmedi, uh, Gavranovic, Shar, Vargas, and Babu, Fasnat, they all played. They all played a good game. And sorry, Mbappe should have scored the penalty, but whatever. Let's go on to it's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. England two 0 against Germany. They went. They won against Germany. Two, uh, two goals. In the last 20 minutes, to jet them through uh, a goal by their top scorer with three goals, Raheem Sterling, and a goal by Harry Kane. I think Grealish came on and changed the match. I don't know why uh, uh, Southgate isn't starting him. Should should have learned his lesson since '96. I don't know why he played or he played two right backs like right next to each other. Um, uh, I think he wanted he wanted to play. Reese James as the centre-back, but whatever. I think that Henderson also played a good game. Sancho, 
I don't think they were going to start him. Too many Borussia Dortmund players, uh, um, well, too many players who have played against him this season. Players like uh, Hummels, Goretzka, Müller, uh, Kimmich, Ginter, Neuer. They've all played against him this season, and I don't think and uh, they obviously had a plan for him. Uh, I don't. I either Southgate just ignored him, or it was a strategic move. Um, I want to see some more of players like um, Bellingham and Rashford, but overall it was, it was a good game. Everybody went mad in England, and yeah. And for the last game, oh, I didn't break down the squad, okay. So for the squad of Germany, they played a kind of 3-4-2-1 to match. Um, for that right side, they tried to match um, England, Gerson's Trippier, Rudiger Walker trying to cut each other out, and um, they played Havertz and Muller supporting Werner. I think that they should have put on players like Sane and Nabri to start off with. Werner, he's I don't want to rat on him. He's actually he's a really good player, but he just hasn't produced in this Euro, and he hasn't he hasn't I don't think he has a goal, but well he might have had one, but I think. That Goretzka and Kroos in the middle of the park, they played well. Maybe he should have started uh, Gundogan instead of Kroos. Um, but it was a good match by the Germans. England were just better in that last 20 minutes. And let's go on to the last game, Sweden versus Ukraine. Um, in that last uh, um, half an hour, we had like seven injuries. And a red card for Marcus Danielson on... Um, on a tackle on was it what was his name Be Babadine Be um, what was his name Bessie Bessie Dean um, everybody says he's gonna get a le uh, ligament injury but I don't think it was too bad well it was a bad tackle but that that ended the game I don't know I don't think the referee should have given that card he was getting the ball even though that was a high the high boot tackle it wasn't really his fault and then in the hundred and twenty one 121st minutes of 120 minutes. Artem Bobbik, the Ukrainian hero, the Ukrainian savior, the Ukrainian striker, whatever you want to call him. He he's came in, scored. Not amazing games by Yaremchuk and Yarmolenko, neither um, Stepanenko, but a goal by Zinchenko. And Emil Forsberg played a good game, as always. Everybody uh, wanted more from Alexander Isak, uh, uh, even after that uh, whole Lineker thing, how he didn't know Lineker. But uh, I think that they that um, given that red card, that ended Sweden's thing. But yeah, so I'm gonna give quick predictions for the quarterfinals. Uh, I think Roman is gonna come back. Yes, Roman is here, and we are going to do our predictions for the quarterfinals. So let's start with Switzerland versus Spain. Roman, what do you think of this match? I think the match will be 2-1 Spain. Uh, Morata will score two goals. Mm. I think that you're overrating Morata, but you're not overrating the whole Spain squad. They've scored 10 goals in the last two games and have only conceded, what, three? So I think with players like Ferran, players like uh, Thiago Alcantara, um, that they're going to pull off with a 3-1 win over the Swiss. Even though the Swiss, they have really rocked everybody's world with knock knocking out the world champions. 
and possibly ending Didier Deschamps' uh, French reign after nine years. I think that the Spain, uh, Spain are going to trump them. France won at their best. I think Spain, they have so much diversity. They have so much quality in their squad. Um, I think Ferran Torres is going to score. I think Pau Torres is going to be influential in that middle of the park. I think that's um, today and uh, on July the 2nd that Luis Enrique, he's going to start both Sarabia, Dani Olmo and Fabian Ruiz uh, who have been playing well coming off the bench. And yeah, I think that the Spaniards are going to win this match. So Roman, what do you, who do you think is going to win in the next match, Belgium versus Italy? I think Belgium is going to win. 3-2. Um, Lukaku is going to score a goal. De Bruyne is going to score two goals. Okay. I think that you are overestimating De Bruyne in his scoring skills. He only scores wonders and tapping sometimes. But I think that Belgium are going to win this match. I don't know by how much I'm going to predict 2-1. After we everybody predicted um, Belgium-Portugal to be a high-scoring game. I think uh, Belgium are just going to uh, win by one goal. I think it's going to go to extra time. And I think Lukaku is going to finish Italy off. Unlike how Adair, um, Adair scored against Portugal and... Wait, no. Um, sorry. Uh, how Adair scored against France and, he's not, and he was booed by all the fans, whether from his team or whatever. I think Lukaku is still going to be a good player for Inter Milan. And Italy is not going to hold this on him. But let's go on to the next match swiftly, because this has been a long episode, to Czech Republic versus Denmark. Roman, just give just give who you, who you think is going to score and who's going to win. I think Denmark is going to win. Um, the score will be 2-1, I think. Two, okay, so who do you think is going to score? Um, you repulse Paulson. Yeah, and... Um, Well, I think he's going to score two goals. He's been very good in this competition. Okay, um, yeah. so he already has two goals under his belt, I believe. One against um, the Welsh and one against the Belgians. But I think that um, the Danes are going to win. I think it's going to be 3-2 uh, to the Danes. I expect uh, a Mechler masterclass. I expect a goal by King Braithwaite. I expect a goal by uh, Yurari Paulson. And I expect a goal by Mikkel Damsgaard. So let's go on to the last game. Well, I, I also expect a goal by Patrick Schick and Thomas Suchek. So let's go on to the last game quickly. Ukraine versus England. Um, I'm going to start off with this. 3-1 trumping of... 3-0 uh, uh, to England. Because Ukraine aren't that good. Uh, they had an easy group. And they were playing uh, an easy opponent in Sweden, and it wasn't really Sweden's fault. Uh, what, what was it? I think um, they've only lost, England have only lost one uh, of their last seven matches with Ukraine. Uh, they've won four and they have drawn two. But uh, they played them in the World Cup, and I think that uh, Harry Kane is going to score twice. No, he's going to score once. I think that Raheem Sterling, he is also going to score. And I think we are going to also witness a goal by Calvin Phillips. And I expect some assists uh, by Bukayo Saka. So let's go uh, uh, Let's go on to Roman. Roman, just give us a score. Just give us the goals. 
um, the score is gonna be, yeah, I agree, 3-0, um, to England, um, Kane is gonna score on Sterling, and, no, um, Kane is gonna score one, and Raheem Sterling is gonna score two. Okay, thank you for tuning on to FPP, and we are out. Thank you, and see ya later.